0: The Nova Guest list Podcast with Kieran McGuinness, the very best in indie, alternative, and homegrown music from the seriously addictive Radio Nova. Yeah, and that is Lonely Winds by Mick Flannery and Susan O'Neill, that brilliant song from a couple of years ago on that album, In the Game. We're very, very lucky because Mick Flannery is back with a brand new album, Good Time Charlie, which was released a couple of weeks ago now. And it's a pleasure to have Mick on the line. How you doing, Mick?
1: all good thanks for having me
0: yeah yeah you had a gig last night in uh, in Dundalk but nothing nothing tonight so that's nice
1: yeah yeah there a lot of disappointed uh, people after the match last night they kind of uh, we watched the match as well like the gig didn't start till 10pm to uh, play to the depressed audience <laughs>
0: I was going to say, someone said that um, they uh, they went to a comedy show last night and there was a load of people in Ireland, Jersey, just miserable all the way through the comedy show. Yeah, so yeah. Not, yeah. not the ideal start for a, for a gig. But uh, you are on a pretty massive tour at the moment to support uh, the album, but we'll chat about that shortly. Um, but how does it feel to have it out? Um, it's been two years since your last sort of mini album, I suppose, uh, Night of the Opera, which kind of, I don't know, like a concept album, I suppose. Uh, what does it feel to have this one out?
1: Uh, it's it's good. It's like a, a much more of a proper album than the chest one, the night at the opera one, because we recorded it properly, like uh, in a in an actual studio. Um, and it's like it's it's a good uh, batch of songs that were kind of um, held over from around the time when myself and Susan were doing the in the game album. Uh, some of these songs are from that time which didn't fit the theme and uh, then a lot of the other ones were written during COVID lockdowns as well with the other writers because it, that time gave good opportunity to, to kind of mess around with things.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose uh, one of the, the main kind of notable things about the album, you know, that this the, the quality is really high, the, the strength of the songs is great, but there's a huge amount of collaborations on it um, and I read somewhere that you did a load of online collaborations and it's, it's the most kind of co-writes you've ever had on an album. How did that... Yeah. Was that like a deliberate decision or was it brought on by the circumstances of COVID and all that?
1: It was circumstance, really. Just because there were no gigs, you know, not, not a lot of um, opportunity to do pretty much anything, really. You could go for a walk. I mean, it's exactly the type of thing that people kind of self-impose. You know, you hear people say, "Oh, to, to write this album, I went into kind of lockdown in a in a cottage somewhere for three weeks." This was thrust upon everybody. Myself and um, a lot of the other people involved were just trying to make the best of the time. Myself and Anna Eggy, in particular, we we talked nearly every week about songs, and we wrote, I think, thirteen songs in total. Well, nine of them. Nine of them ended up on her most recent album and then three of them were made it onto this uh, album of mine and I think only one only one song in common
0: So I suppose that's really interesting when you go into an online collaborative session so presumably sort of Zoom meeting yeah. are you like are you bringing a song in or are you sitting there and trying to find something like from scratch
1: With Anna, like, with Anna she had great ideas for like the concept of a song she would say I, w- I would like to write a song about uh communication between a father and a daughter that's breaking down she had a she had a great way of um bringing uh, like a subject matter that you could grab a hold of there's always had to i guess there has to be some kind of trigger to get you going uh you know rarely enough uh, like would a would a risk or a melody idea, kind of, be enough to kind of just like. Well, I guess I'm talking for myself really. I, I kind of, I like to lean into the lyrical side of things, so I, I do kind of need to know what the song is going to be about. What I, I would vouch or like, would say as is, a, is a kind of the handy quality of doing these things over Zoom, is that you can use these um, interfaces like. Uh, so that you can just print your ideas in real time and the other person can read them. Um, Mm -hmm. As opposed to an in-person co-writing session, you have to kind of, you have to say your new piece of of writing, which is often embarrassing. And, you know, even it, it can be a drawback if you're a kind of shy person. You intone your new idea poorly and without confidence. And that means a lot of your ideas kind of You've shot them down yourself before they get a chance to be considered. But if you're just writing your ideas out, the other person sees them plainly for what they are and can make judgment, you know, without uh, some hyper modesty kind of blurring the lines of them, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. If someone has an idea in, in a rhythm that you're not used to or a tempo that you're not used to coming up with lyrics for, that that can be very interesting because it's it's an area where you wouldn't have landed yourself naturally. With that, that's what I find most kind of valuable about these things is I have my own kind of resting BPM and preferred keys, and mm. uh, I often I'm just drawn towards that that area. Like um, so, if someone else has a completely different approach, then you get to you get to kind of. Uh, mess around in their kind of tool shed you know yeah so that gives you it's especially useful for getting kind of a variety in an album then because you've got different tempos arriving and uh, different keys and different kind of rhythmical ideas to the to the um, vocal melody for example
0: yeah well of course because I mean Good Time Charlie is your 8th album and you just you couldn't do the same thing (laughs) for 8 albums you'd have to mix it up so it makes total sense Um, can I ask you about uh, uh, there's a kind of a thing running through your albums um, like from the first album Evening Train uh, right to this and and quite notably in this is the kind of working man's blues it's the kind of stories about um, you know train operators or you know uh, uh, machine operators or you know stonemasons or whatever and in this one there's there's a car Mechanic, is this why is why is that such a draw to you? Is it? I have a theory, but uh, uh, what do you think? Um.
1: Well, I kind of. I don't know if I have a like a deliberate thing about it. Um, I try to keep things quite simple. Um. So. Well, like, and oftentimes, if you if you are writing about. Uh, some type of struggle. It's. It's it's gonna you know it's it's kind of hard to write a song about uh, a hyper privileged person who's gone for a game of golf today you know like it's uh, there has to be some kind of meat on it um, I don't what 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 is your theory
0: Well I, 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 see one of the things about my songwriting is that I always think that it's like a job it's like a craft it's like a skill it's like the town stone mason it's it's like a person in the town who devotes their life to that and and the the mess that occurs around that is sometimes the outside interactions you know it's 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 like having to you know sell yourself having to do all those kind of other jobs which aren't in this kind of wheelhouse and you know the first line in this album is please don't bother me i've got work to do and i think that that kind of ties in with that idea uh, of of being, you know, the craftsman, you know, writing the songs. Mm. What do you think? <laughs>
1: yeah, I hear I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess like I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't really know how to. I mean, it could be an interesting project to write a, a song from from the point of view of some kind of high class lawyer. That we're all kind of programmed to hate. Um, uh, to try and get, try and get that person some empathy might be a challenge. I guess the simpler the story, the more everyone can, can relate to it. I um, I'm not sh- like I don't really know. Yeah,
0: Sorry. yeah. Well, look, no, that's fine. Well, look, the album is 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 great listen. I think on this one especially, I'm hearing a lot of kind of Americana mixed in with your usual kind of feel. Um, Uh, sounds like you know the band and Bob Dylan and stuff like that Um, again um, was that a direction or was just where all the influences that you were working with kind of led you?
1: Yeah it was that it was the second um, I I don't remember an exact kind of uh, motivation for any of it the song that you mentioned with the opening line that one just kind of fell into that zone of the kind of the band sounding area because of where it ended up going uh melod- melodically, yeah, there's a song called like the Fact and the song called minnesota that because they mention American place names they are they kind of get drawn into an American sound almost mm. but it an Ameri- like that that type of sound has been always my kind of influence i i was I grew up listening to uh Tom Waits and Bob Dylan and the band, and uh, kind of Johnny Cash and all, like Leonard Cohen and Jim Crochet I know I'm mentioning a lot of Canadians there. <laughs>
0: but, um, <clears throat> some, of the, some of the some of the finest uh, Americana artists. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, so that 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 was the type of soundscape that I was kind of dealing with, mixed with the kind of lyrical intent of storytelling. Um, that that was always the the way I was. Kind of heading, and I do get sometimes embarrassed by how how many American place names are are in my songs as opposed to like how many like I don't think that I don't think I have any Irish place names. Maybe Mayfield and Cork featured once, but I think apart from that, I don't have that many.
0: Well, there you go. There's a, a you could do a Sufran, Sufyan Stevens style uh, uh, an album for every county or something coming up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That could be next. Uh, Look, Mick Flannery, thank you so much for chatting to us about Good Time Charlie. Uh, It's a great listen. Go and check it out. It's out now. And you're going to be on tour and loads of great tour dates coming up. uh, Everything from, uh, where are we now, Wexford and Killarney and and, uh, Connolly's of Lep and and Connolly Clonacilty on the way. So go and check out those. Uh, Mick, best of luck with the album. Thank
1: you very much. Nice to talk
0: to you. Yeah, pleasure to chat to you. Let's play something new. This is a song called Young off the new album, Good Time Charlie by Mick Flannery. It's Radio Nova. The Nova Guest List Podcast with Kieran McGuinness. The very best in indie, alternative and homegrown music from the seriously addictive Radio Nova.